this 2023-2024 NBA opening night betting picks edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog has just added Pick'em Scorchers where you can win 100x. That's right, turn $5 into 500 in one game. Plus, every Sunday they're giving away $100,000. Use promo code SGPN at Underdog Fantasy for a 100% deposit bonus of up to $500. Roster brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Plus, the NBA is back, and so is the NBA Gambling Podcast. To celebrate, we're giving away a NBA Gambling Podcast hoodie. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog for all the details. Welcome everyone to the NBA gambling podcast, part of the sports gambling podcast network. It is opening night in the association, October 23rd. Two games on the schedule for the NBA would look like it was going to be at least two intriguing matchups may just turn into one, but we'll get into that in a minute. But joining me here to help me break it all down on the first day of this regular season, you guys know him as the voice of the WNBA Gambling Podcast, the Tennis Gambling Podcast, the MLB Gambling Podcast, the NFL Gambling Podcast, and of course here on the NBA Gambling Podcast, it's Scott Studio Rochelle. Scott, the NBA is officially back, my man. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, It's a little bit weird, though, that we had the entire offseason of the commissioner and the entire league trying to get rid of load management and trying to force players to play. And we're not even at the first game of the season yet. And the Suns are already potentially scrapping two of their big three players. So, <laughs> yeah, it seems like everything that we thought about load management crackdown has been a ruse because we're going to talk about it later as the next game. But still, you're telling me Bradley Beal's back is injured, but he was healthy enough to shoot around yesterday? Booker is now quite. What are we doing? It's one. It's the first game of the season. We're in midseason form. That's what's going on already in the NBA. But yeah, we'll get on to injury news uh, in on both games here. So two games on the schedule. Uh, arguably three of the four top teams in the West in action uh, tonight. But uh, we have the Lakers looking to avenge their uh, Western Conference uh, final series sweep. Well, you say wait, are, you say three of four. Do you just mean the top four? Who else? Yeah, who else I, I, I was trying to be uh, give a little margin or through the Rockets error there. Who's, hey, who's hey, going to hey, be come your? On, come on. I'm just saying, who's your margin for error? The Grizzlies lost Stephen Adams, so they're uh, not going to be the top three, top four. Yeah, that probably is I the think, top yeah, four. Okay, right? these are top four. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, top four. Okay, fine. The top four teams in the West in action here tonight. We got the Lakers looking to avenge their Western Conference final sweep in a banner slash championship rings night in Denver tonight. Uh, and then we also have the Phoenix Suns uh, are uh, in the Bay, the Bay Area to take on the Golden State Warriors. So you guys know how we do it here. We'll go through each game. We'll talk about side total player props, and then we'll wrap it up with lock dog as we usually do for the nba gambling podcast so scott let's just dive right into it first game 
uh, is going to be a 7.30 Eastern start, an earlier start than usual, uh, at least uh, you know when we see the Denver Nuggets games. But again, that probably has to do with the, the banner raising and the distribution of the championship rings here tonight for the defending champions at Denver Nuggets. Currently, as it stands, the Denver Nuggets are a five-and-a-half-point home favorite here. The total is sitting at 228 in this game. Uh, looking at the injury report for both of these teams, uh, at least for this game, nothing of significance for the Lakers. Everybody seems to be a go. Their newly acquired uh, draft pick, Jalen Hushfino, is out. Jared Vanderbilt is going to be out for this game. He is dealing with a heel injury. I believe I saw it said either two to three games or two to three weeks for Jared Vanderbilt. Um, and then Gabe Vincent is probable here tonight with a back injury. And then for the home team, the Denver Nuggets, um, Christian Braun is probable here tonight. Michael Porter Jr. was dealing with a grade three ankle sprain. Uh, I believe he suffered in practice. He's probable here tonight as well. Uh, other than that, everybody is a go for the Denver Nuggets. So pretty healthy squads here for both of these teams. Got the narrative coming into this game. First game is that the Lakers are looking to avenge the loss. And we heard about all the offseason comments made by the Denver Nuggets about Mike Malone being the Lakers' daddy and, and all the drama and all that hoopla that comes with all that. Uh, but currently, as it stands, five and a half for the Denver Nuggets. What are you thinking about this first game of the regular season? So I know a lot of people want to take Denver because we just saw them play in the final, in the uh, basically the finals, because no offense to Miami, but I think whoever won that Western Conference final series was going to win the NBA finals. So that's how I kind of look at it. But still, uh, I think a lot of people are going to blindly take Denver because of how the playoffs unfolded. I'm going to take the Lakers plus five and a half. I think this is too many points. I, I feel like even though Jokic is back, you mentioned Michael Porter Jr., who I roasted all postseason long, but he was good, at least at rebounding as the series went on. Couldn't hit a shot to save his life. But you tend to see, I don't really know of the historical numbers before, but selective recall tells me that the teams on rig night don't typically do that well historically, mm -hmm. and I do think that the Lakers are in a good spot. Now, you can argue during this actual offseason, the Lakers drastically improved with the supporting cast. What exactly did the Nuggets do? They lost Bruce Brown, who I think was a massive piece for that team. I'm not saying Jeff Green's a great player, but he was a fine role player. Mm -hmm. What did they really do? Did they upgrade at anything? And that was my biggest, uh, I guess, gripe about the Denver Nuggets coming into this season is that they lost some of their significant depth that they had in their championship run last year. Um, obviously, you have your pretty your core is back, obviously, right? With, with, yeah. with Jokic being back and Jamal Murray being healthy and Aaron Gordon. Michael Porter Jr., I think, that coming off the ankle injury. Also, a guy that had did not play a single minute in the preseason, so he's going to have some rust for sure uh, in this game coming into the season. And then you also have a motivated bunch for the Lakers. Right? I know we'll talk about the Lakers here in a second, but for the Denver Nuggets, I mean, yeah, Bruce Brown was very pivotal for that team in their championship run last year. I think they're expecting Christian Braun to really kind of take that next step forward as a guy coming off of the bench for them. But I mean, it's, it's Deandre Jordan coming off of the bench. It's, it's not a lot of guys that excite me here. And I know like, obviously when we talk about the core, they're going to be good as they always are, but mm -hmm. it's Reggie Jackson. It's Christian Braun. It's Justin holiday. It's Peyton uh, Watson and it's Zeke Najee. That's the second unit right now for this Denver Nuggets team. That's just such a, an awful second unit. I, I mean, I get the yeah. argument once again is that the main core is so good that it shouldn't matter. The Lakers are a very deep team. 
Whether you like them or not, mm-hmm. they actually have a pretty good bench. And I do think with the Lakers addressing yeah. some of the bench concerns during the offseason and kind of moving some chairs around, I like their offseason. And that's why I'm kind of, I don't want to say dismissing the NBA uh, Conference Finals there in the Western Conference, but I think these teams are not the exact same, obviously, as the ones we saw battle it out. And of course, it is a regular season game. So why would Jokic and Murray play like 45 minutes? I feel like once again, people are forgetting that these starters are going to play extra minutes in the playoffs. And I think in the first game of the season, they're going to see the normal rotations. They're going to try to figure it out. And I think Denver's bench is going to get killed. So I'm going to go with the Lakers in this one. And the Lakers get it done. I like the over in this game. I think 228 is too low. I see a lot of points. Vanderbilt might not be a good offensive player, but he's a very good defensive player. And I do think that Jokic should be able to do whatever he wants in this matchup. AD, though, should also have a good game. LeBron should have a good game. I just see the stars showing up here. I see a lot of points here. I like the Lakers in the over. I think Torian Prince is going to get the start uh, in place of Jared Vanderbilt, who's supposed to be the slated starter when he returned. So uh, defensively, I, I think this team is going to be good, the Lakers. And I know that when Darvin Ham was introduced as the head coach, last season for this Lakers team the first thing out of his mouth was that we're going to be a great defensive team um, and I think that they obviously have the players I mean we talk about Anthony Davis uh, we talked about uh, you and I did uh, for him to possibly be a uh, defensive player of the year for this upcoming season um, you know LeBron he can say play he still plays some type of defense I know he's now the oldest player in the NBA going into this season Torian Prince, he can guard the perimeter as well. Uh, 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 gives you some, you know, length as well as some versatility there. So, I, I like the Lakers in the spot here as well. The number is currently at five and a half for the Lakers. I would take a look at Lakers team total over as well in this game. Um, I, I I like the fact that they address their three point shooting in the off season. I think Austin Reeves, you know, he can knock down the three point shot. And he also, you know, is I don't know if fresh is the right word, but already, uh, I guess, up to game speed because he played with FIBA uh, Team USA in the FIBA World Cup. Uh, we know D'Lo can knock down the shot as well. I'm interested to see how Gabe Vincent looks uh, for the Lakers uh, coming off of the bench for them. But, yeah, I, I like the Lakers in this spot as well, plus five and a half. I'll take them on the money line as well. I'm told to go over in this game. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the Lakers did play with the fastest pace in the preseason. And I think we saw that last year as well. For this Lakers team that they were one of the faster teams in the NBA. So look for them to get up and down. And obviously being in the altitude this early in the season, I don't think will affect them. And again, I think Captain Tana pulled uh, a mention as well. You know, get on the Lakers when while AD is healthy. So I'm with you. I like the Lakers plus five and a half. Uh, and I'll look at the Lakers team told to go over in this game. Um, player props you're looking at in this game here, Scott? Well, I feel like you got to start off with the star power because even though I just roasted Denver's bench, I think Jokic is still going to have a great game. So I'm not going to really do anything involving fading Jokic. The question is, do I want the triple-double? Do I want the assists? How do I think the Lakers are going to defend him? I'm not really sure because every answer is the wrong answer because Jokic is just that good. So... If you want to take Jokic's triple-double, I don't hate it. It's a home opener on primetime television. I think he probably has a big game. I think AD shows up, though. I think AD's in line for a very good game. We know that AD in the playoff series had kind of an alternating streak of good game, bad game, good game, bad game. But I do think looking at AD, when he's on, I don't think that Denver can actually guard him. And I'm looking at his overall points for this game. 23 and a half. 
That feels pretty low to me. I like the over on AD. I think AD's in line to probably put up 25 to 30. I think he can have a great game there. So I am going to go with the over on AD. I actually like LeBron assists in this game because I'm looking around the overall roster and they have a lot of shooting options on this team. And with Vanderbilt being out, that's an added shooting option because Prince is probably moving to the starting lineup. But Russell is a point guard by title. He's not actually a point guard, but LeBron's going to handle a lot of the responsibilities. We know Reeves can shoot. We know AD is going to be a menace down low. I like LeBron assists in this game. I think he's in line for maybe a sneaky double-double with assists. But I think looking at this overall matchup, I think LeBron is in good form for a potential double-double with assists once again. But I do think looking at his overall numbers, six and a half assists at around minus 101 on Caesars. I think it's a good price. I'll go with LeBron over six and a half assists. Yeah, I, I like the rebounds and assists for uh, Braun in this game. I think that's at 14 and a half uh, for this game against the Denver Nuggets. Um, I don't hate that again. I think we've seen LeBron traditionally look to get his teammates involved, and we know that he can obviously rebound the basketball as well. I know AD is there as well, but I think that both those guys should dominate the class here tonight for the LA Lakers. I was looking at Austin Reeves' uh, three-pointers to go over one and a half. I got that at minus 130. Um, going back to the last season, the regular season, I think these teams matched up, I want to say five times. Or sorry, in his, uh, I'm mistaken, in his five career games against the Denver Nuggets, uh, Austin Reeves has made two or more three-pointers in four out of those five games. And then if we go back to the Western Conference Finals last year, um, he made at least two three-pointers in three out of the four games. So we talk about this Lakers team, the starting lineup. Obviously, the tension is going to be on LeBron and Anthony Davis, so I think that should open up opportunities for a guy like Austin Reeves, who is going to be in that starting lineup this season for the L.A. Lakers. So that was one I was looking at. And then also um, Rui Hachimura coming off of the bench. Uh, I think he should probably be that first or second guy off of the bench for this Lakers team. His number is at nine and a half. I think that's a little too low for him. For a guy, I believe that will play anywhere from 23 to 25 minutes. We know he can knock down that three-point shot. He can you know, get to the basket. He can knock down that mid-range jump shot as well. So I'm expecting him to come off the bench and provide some scoring power as well uh, for the LA Lakers. So um, two, props, two props for me. Austin Reeves over one and a half three-point shots made. And then uh, Rui Achimura over nine and a half points. I don't know if you have any thoughts on those two, uh, Scott. Yeah, I'm happy you mentioned Rui because I did want to mention the Lakers bench. I know we talked before about how the Nuggets don't exactly have much depth. I want to at least read out the Lakers bench so you know what exactly we're dealing with because it's a massive mismatch in favor of the Lakers here. So Gabe Vincent, you're looking at Prince, but he might start in this game. So you have Hachimura, you have Christian Mm -hmm. Wood, Mm -hmm. and you're looking at potentially Jackson Hayes. Now, I know, once again, those guys are kind of journeymen, and you could argue those aren't overly impressive. We mentioned the Denver bench. Like, the Lakers bench is significantly better, and I do think when you're looking at what should be an interesting minutes, uh, minute count or just minute rotation breakdown for both teams in the regular season opener, I I know that there's been a running kind of trend or narrative about how LeBron's teams are always insanely bad when he's off the floor. I think Jokic's team, which we saw last year, they were useless when he was off the floor. Yeah. Did they get even worse on the bench? Because you make an argument, the Nuggets bench, tossing the starters out. Do they have a bottom five bench in the league? Because it looks like it on paper. 
On paper, yeah. I think on paper uh, they do just because of the losses that they did suffer after their championship run. And we knew, I mean, that typically happens, right? When teams make it to the uh, to the, to the the NBA finals and they win it and then teams want to go out and, and get those role players and overpay They overpay the role players and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I mean I'm not saying Bruce Brown was overpaid. I mean, the, 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 we, you know, we, that's a different conversation. But I think the, con- again, the, the contracts keep going up anyway. The point is, I think Bruce Brown was one of the probably the most underrated player on the team. And I like Christian yeah. Brown. I think he's a good player. But I didn't look at Christian Brown's skill set and say, oh, he can just copy what Bruce Brown does. Like, I think Bruce Brown is one of the more unique players in the league because of his ability to kind of be a hybrid of like a short guard who can also rim run and like set mm-hmm. screens, which is a very rare skill set in the league today. I saw Christian Brown in the in the uh, series. I don't think he was amazing in the finals mm-hmm. or in that Lakers series. He had a couple of moments here or there, but I think losing Brown's a big deal. And I think that when you're looking at the lack of proper depth. The Lakers have a massive advantage with the second unit. And if there's foul trouble involved with Murray or with Jokic or even Michael Porter Jr., the Nuggets might be screwed in the regular season in this matchup. Now, in the playoffs, when you're going to look at Jokic and Murray playing 45 minutes a game, it's not going to matter. But for the season opener, I got to at least mention the bench disparity. The Lakers clearly have the better bench, and it's not even close. Yeah, uh, I, I can't argue against all those points that you made. Again, the Lakers do have one of the deepest rosters uh, in the entire association um, uh, this season for sure. Uh, all right, uh, Scott, before we continue the conversation here, uh, let me tell everyone about Underdog uh, Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a, a way to play alongside your favorite football and basketball team all season long. Underdog has just introduced Scorchers. Go five for five and pick them Scorchers and enjoy a hundred, a spicy 100x payout. And for a limited time, Underdog is extending the first deposit bonus of up to $500. 100,000 Sundays continue on Underdog Fantasy. Ten lucky players will win 10K each. So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up with promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $500. That's Underdog Fantasy using promo code SGPN. And with the NBA season underway, we're uh, doing a little contest uh, courtesy uh, or with the uh, Underdog Fantasy. To get the details, head over to Underdog. Uh, sorry, head over to uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash NBA dog to submit a screenshot of you playing NBA underdog using promo code SGPN. So if you haven't already signed up with underdog fantasy, we have a contest running screenshot of you uh, using that promo code SGPN and, and, and submitting an entry for the NBA games for, you know, not only tonight, but for the rest of the season. If you haven't already signed up, we're giving away a NBA gambling podcast hoodie to one random winner. So go to just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NBA dog. All the details are right there for you. Uh, all right, Scott, any other thoughts for this uh, game here tonight for the Lakers and the Nuggets before we get over to the second game of the night? Uh, just one quick thought, a reminder, it's the first game of the season. Don't overreact to the results. Yeah, again, it's it's an 82 game season, and uh, yeah, don't get caught up within uh, what happens on opening night um, for I think you know any team in the NBA. So again, I think I think we can all agree here that we usually take the first two weeks of the regular season to kind of gather our data points for you know the side totals and also yeah. player props and things like that. So I I personally uh, let everybody know is that I scale back 
my unit size, at least for the first two weeks of the regular season, just trying to uh, get data uh, and see how these games and, and, you know, teams are looking and how coaches also use their rotations as well. Second game of the night here, Scott, we've got the Phoenix Suns, the retooled Phoenix Suns who are already dealing with injuries. They are in the Bay Area to take on the Golden State Warriors. Warriors, as it stands right now, are a three and a half point uh, home favorite here. Total is sitting at 233 and a half. A lot of injuries uh, in this game here. So let's start with the easier side, the Golden State Warriors. Draymond Green is going to be out for this game for the Golden State Warriors. He is dealing with an ankle injury. Um, he should be back maybe later this week, but at least for the opening night game against the Phoenix Suns, he is officially out. For the Phoenix Suns, Bradley Beal has already been ruled out with a back injury, and then Devin Booker is going to try to warm, or he is going to warm up. He is uh, officially listed at 50-50 to see how that toe feels before he uh, does decide to play in this game or not. So from the big three, I guess we can say one and a half uh, are probably playing in this game. If not, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant is definitely going to be out there for this Phoenix Suns team. So right now, minus three and a half in favor of the Golden State Warriors without Draymond Green, but you still have obviously Steph Curry, the Andrew Wiggins, the Clay Thompsons, the Chris Pauls of the world out there for the Phoenix, uh, sorry, for the Golden State Warriors. But Scott, let's start with the side here. Minus three and a half in favor of the Golden State Warriors. What are you thinking about this game? I think, once again, it's embarrassing that we tried to do a full-on crackdown on load management, and this is the result you get in the first game of the season. So I want to start there. The, it's going to be interesting because you have injuries on both sides. We know how bad Golden State's been without Draymond, particularly defensively, but yeah. the Suns just acquired Beal. They sold off a lot of their bench, and they replaced them with a lot of minimum guys, and now you might be missing two of your best three players. So I think I'm just going to go with Golden State at home. It seems pretty simple, but Golden State, we know yeah. from last year and years before, last year especially, as bad as they were on the road, they were still really good at home, and they're always really mm -hmm. good at home. So I'm going to go with Golden State. This game means a lot to them because them and the Suns have had a rivalry for the last couple of years. Maybe it's just Clay barking at you know Booker and how they go at it, but Booker might not be there, so we'll see what happens. But simply put, I'm going to go with Golden State. I think it's a good spot for them to once again – show that they're not over the hill. And I think there is a way to kind of let the Suns know that even though you are now viewed as being one of the teams to beat, we're not going anywhere. And the Suns mm -hmm. are, I don't want to say packing it in, but once again, missing Booker and Beal in your first game, I don't want to back you. Because all of your preseason work and all your offseason work was trying to build chemistry with those three guys. And now you're missing yeah. two of those three guys. So... I can't take the Suns in the spot. I got to go Golden State. I get the argument once again is with Draymond not being there defensively, they might be in shambles. I'm not going to disagree with you on that. But at least there's chemistry with the roster. They kept a lot of the core together. Did lose a couple of pieces. I like DiVincenzo a lot with that team. He's not there anymore. You still have, you know, a couple of solid defensive players. We'll see what Kaminga's role is going to be. Chris Paul revenge game. You can make some jokes about it if you want to. But I think he'll, I think he'll play well in this spot. Yeah. I'm going to take the Warriors at home. I think it's a cheap line, especially with the Suns potentially missing two of their best three players. They're already missing one of their best three. I also think Nurkic is just a bad basketball player at the stage in his career. And imagining Nurkic trying to guard the switches with these off-ball just screens for Curry. Have fun. Have fun watching Nurkic try to guard these guys. I'm going with the Warriors. I think they win this game comfortably. 
Yeah, I like the Warriors in this spot here as well. I think that it'll be probably Kevon Looney uh, stepping into that starting lineup uh, for the uh, Golden State Warriors without Draymond Green. Um, but even after that, I think that now this is a season that Steve Kerr is going to have to play his young guys because traditionally we haven't seen those guys out there. So right now, Slade in that second unit is Moses Moody. It's Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, it's uh, it's Gary Payton the second, who's now should be healthier after dealing with the injuries that he did have last season. It wasn't very effective, but he's had a full off season to recover. So expect him uh, to be out there as well as far as that second unit goes for. And that's the, not a bad um, bench. The three guys you mentioned now, Kaminga has been a work in progress since he came into yeah. the league. Mm-hmm. Gary Payton in the second, we know that he's a very good defensive player when he's healthy, and he was actually very solid for Golden State in that playoff run. And I'm drawing a blank on the last guys. Uh, Moody. I like Moody. I think Moody's a good player. So yeah. they have a decent bench. I want to just quickly read off. I don't. Sorry if I was interrupting your point. But no, I want to no, read off the Suns bench. Because a lot of people praise them for what they did with a limited salary cap. Just to read off the actual bench, I just want to ask who wows you on anybody uh, for the second unit. So you have Jordan Goodwin, Grayson Allen, who might start. You have Bates Diop. Watanabe, Eubanks, your favorite guy, Eric Gordon. Yes. Bobol, uh, you have Nasir Little, you have Metu. Any of those guys wow you? Keon Johnson? Um, I don't think it's guys that wow me necessarily, but I think those guys are good fits around when the big three play for this team. But if you're asking one of those guys to step in and who I would trust the most, it's probably Eric Gordon because we've seen him do it throughout his career, kind of be that six-man guy, but also he's a guy that can create his own shot as well and provide some type of scoring support to Kevin Durant. Now, if Devin Booker's not able to go here tonight, you're pretty much expecting Durant to play 40 minutes and score 40 points here tonight at minimum if, if they want a chance they to win this again, game. If they choose to just let him go full throttle in the first game of the season, then maybe. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. But I'm with you. I, I do like the Warriors here. Obviously, I do like their depth more. Uh, me and Terrell were doing the sharp off yesterday, and he mentioned that Trace Jackson uh, Davis, uh, if I said his name correctly. I liked him yeah. in Indiana. He was getting some run with the first unit uh, in the preseason. So it will be interesting to see if Gary Payton, uh, sorry, Gary Payton, uh, if uh, Steve Kerr actually plays um, him either in that second unit or we'll have to keep an eye on if the, if he is going to get the minutes for this Golden State Warriors team. So keep that in mind. Um, but again, there's a lot of great young talent, especially in that second unit, obviously, for the Golden State Warriors. So um, yeah, kind of going back to spread, minus three and a half. I agree with you there. Um, what are you thinking about the total in this game currently sitting at 233 and a half? It's so tricky because both teams should play with some pace. Then again, actually, Vogel's never been a high pace guy, but the talent you'd you'd think maybe would play a bit more of tempo. But uh, the Warriors' defense is always so bad without Draymond. That's why I'm kind of on the fence here. I think I just prefer Golden State team total over. I'll just go yeah. simple with it. Yeah. I think Golden State's going to score a bunch of points. I'm not sure how the Suns are going to look offensively. Missing Booker and Beal, you're going to throw in Grayson Allen and maybe Eric Gordon, and I mean, once again, I think Nurkic is such a lost cause at this stage in his career. I think that was mm-hmm. that was fool's gold and actually, to actually acquire him. But I think looking at this overall matchup, I'm just going to go with the team total. It's a cop-out answer. Give me Golden State team total over. They're at home. They have a lot of the main core. I know Draymond's facilitating won't be there, but Chris Paul's facilitating isn't a bad secondary option there. Give me Golden State team total over is my favorite uh, actual total in this game. 
All right, before we get into some uh, player props in this game, let me tell everyone about Hall of Fame Bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with circle stats and data. Enter any parlay idea into Hall of Fame Bets, revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot, and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. And the NBA fans here that are watching this live and also listening to this podcast, the wait is officially over. It's opening night for the NBA, and basketball is back. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is celebrating with an unbeatable offer. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets for throwing down $5 on the NBA. Win or lose, doesn't matter. You'll start the season with an instant dub. And with DraftKings parlays, everyone gets a shot at an even bigger basketball win. String together multiple bets from the same game or build your parlay across multiple games for a shot at making your payday even sweeter. Basketball is more fun when you're in on the action. Download DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code SGP. New customers can get $200 in bonus bets instantly for betting just $5 only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. If you're in Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts. Licensee partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, Louisiana. 21 years or older. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Csportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. All right, Scott, let's get over to some player props in this game uh, between the Suns and the Warriors. Anything that uh, sticks out to you? Yeah, so the first one I'm going to take, I feel like everyone's going to be leaning towards Durant over for actual points. I'm not going to disagree, but I'm going to go elsewhere as my first prop. I see Chris Paul assists at 7.5. It might seem high. I know Chris Paul's not the same guy he used to be. It's also the first game of the season, so he should be fully healthy. With Draymond being out, I got to assume Chris Paul is going to be handling a lot of the facilitating responsibilities. And if you watch the preseason, he looked very comfortable. With this Golden State team, now I know it was preseason, that doesn't mean anything. But I do think that it does show that Chris Paul is still a very cerebral basketball player. He's still a very... I think people made a little bit too much of a big deal about how he would adjust to his role. I don't think Chris Paul really cares. I mean, he was deferring to Booker and... I mean, he was deferring a decent amount of last year anyway. I think he knows what his role is. It's also a bit of a revenge yeah. game here. It wouldn't shock me if Paul has a very good facilitating game. I like Chris Paul over seven and a half assists. I think he's going to play a decent amount of minutes. And I do think, once again, Curry moves so much off ball. So does Clay. The difference is who's going to be passing in the ball instead of Draymond. I like Chris Paul assists. I think there's a good pick and roll game that could potentially work out. I think that with the off ball movement and the lack of solid defenders that the Suns have, I can see a lot of open looks. 
I like Chris Paul assists in this game. Yeah, I can't argue against that. I think that uh, Chris Paul is going to be taking on that role of obviously Draymond Green, who facilitates that offense against the guys in the right spots. Obviously, defensively, there's going to be a fall off there. But yeah, I can't argue against that seven and a half uh, for uh, Chris Paul. That was at a plus money yesterday uh, when I was looking at it. I'm not sure if that is still at plus money for CP3's assist here tonight. Um, let me see here. Yeah, it's at minus 105 now for his over, but yeah, I don't hate it. Um, I didn't have a lot that stuck out to me in this game as far as player props. Um, Are you on the Durant think, point or no? Yeah, I think you kind of have to, right? I mean, even if, if if even if Devin Booker is out there, like how effective is he going to be dealing with a toe injury, right? And again, for Kevin Durant, like he should get the shot volume uh, in this game. Um, 30 and a half right now at minus 120. I don't hate that. Um, I did look at the under for Chris Paul on his points. But I think now it makes me nervous because he is going to be playing more minutes because Draymond is out for this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's 12 and a half. It's minus 145. And you take a look at what he did in the preseason. He got, uh, I think he played in either four or five games during the preseason. I think it was four. And he only got over 12 and a half just once. And it was right at 13. But the other three games, he was at five, five, and six. So he's not also, he's not only is he not getting the shot volume, but I think, like you mentioned, that he's deferring and, and getting you know other guys involved in setting up this offense for the uh, for the for the Golden State Warriors. And again, the question also is going to become how many minutes does Chris Paul actually play for this Golden State Warriors team? So that was one that I was I was considering under twelve and a half for CP three on his points. But I think I just have to go chalky with with Kevin Durant at thirty and a half uh, over on his points. Um, I think that was it for me in this game as far as player props. Do you have anything else you want to throw out? Yeah, I like Nurkic under nine and a half rebounds. I okay. have no idea, I have no clue how he's supposed to stay on the floor in this game. We talk all the time about bigger centers who struggle to actually deal with Golden State because of the constant switching mm-hmm. and because of just the overall movement off ball. It's very tough to keep track of. What the hell is Nurkic supposed to do? They're just going to bring Looney up to set a screen. He's gonna yep. get um, he's gonna get switched on to Curry or Chris Paul. Have fun. Like I don't know how Nurkic is supposed to actually play a lot of minutes in this matchup. Not to mention the fact that Looney is a pound for pound, inch by inch, the best rebounder in the league. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a really difficult matchup for Nurkic, and you could argue that Phoenix should go small. Now it's gonna be more difficult for Golden State to go small because Draymond's not there. So the small ball center option is not exactly an option anymore. But I like Nurkic under nine and a half rebounds. I really don't know how he's supposed to stay on the floor. He's gone under in eight of his last 10 games. I know that that dated back to last year when he was on a different team. But nine and a half, the number just feels too high for a guy that I see getting into foul trouble pretty early on. And I don't know how many times you can get switched onto a Golden State guard and get torched before Vogel pulls you. So I I think, simply put, we know Golden State wants to run, and -hmm. I think Nurkic is going to get played off the floor. So give me Nurkic under eight, nine and a half rebounds. Also looking at Kevin Durant's steals and blocks combined, excuse me, to go over one and a half here tonight. Mm -hmm. We know that the Warriors team are one of the teams that commit the most turnovers. I mean, year in and year out. I think going back to over the last three seasons, um, they were ranked 25th in turnovers per game last season. Uh, they were 29th in uh, the season prior. They were 30th. So this team we know is going to turn the ball over. It's just because of the way they play basketball. Maybe 
Does CP3 put a Band-Aid over that? I'm not sure. But for Kevin Durant, I really do like his steals and blocks to go over in this game. And if you kind of go back to last season, especially in the playoffs, he was getting over this number more times than not. So if you look at the Clipper series, um, he went over one and a half steals and blocks combined in four out of the five games. And then against the Denver Nuggets in the conference semifinals, uh, he went over it in four of the six games as well. So I can see a world where he gets one block and one steal or some combination of two uh, in this game. So I think that number is a little conservative. It is a, uh, at minus 120, so I do like Kevin Durant uh, on his steals and blocks here combined as well. I think uh, I'm also tempted by Durant assists. It's at five and a half. I like the over. I feel like he a lot of people... PRA. Yeah, I know, but I feel like that's also an option. But I do wonder, Golden State, assuming Booker and Beal are in playing... We mentioned mm-hmm. the lack of a great supporting cast, Eric Gordon, you know, whatever. Like, if he yeah. goes nuts, they'll let him go nuts. Steve Kerr's still a smart guy. Is there a point where they just realize we can't let Durant do whatever he wants and we're going to try to help him or guard him? Or do you think they just let Durant do his thing and try to stop everybody else? Because a lot of people are going to blindly pivot to Durant points. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if there's value on the assist at five and a half if you expect him to have the ball all the time. Um... Just a thought. I I think it would probably just let him do whatever he wants. I mean, how much can one guy? I mean, like, I think for if if the Suns are going to win this game, like Kevin Durant dropped like forty five or fifty points. Okay. And, uh, contingent that if Booker does not play here tonight. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're we're yeah, assuming worst right? case scenario for Phoenix's rotation. Yeah. But I think when you look at the Golden State Warriors side, it's just that what we mentioned is that they just have so many scoring options. That even if Kevin Durant has a great night, like Steph Curry can go off for 30 plus, you know, Clay Thompson will contribute his as well. You still have Andrew Wiggins, we even mentioned. They have guys coming off the bench as well for the for the Golden State Warriors, right? Where versus Phoenix Suns, if they are without for sure without Bradley Beal tonight and Devin Booker, you read off the names off that bench that's supposed to fill in for those guys. I mean, what Eric Gordon only kind of excites you if he's gonna be able to contribute on scoring side for the uh Phoenix Suns. So um and that's the only reason I really did get on the Kevin Durant points. I think that, again, the shot volume, just from a pretty shot volume perspective, like we know the type of offensive player he is that he can just, you know, turn around and just shoot over someone. So um, I'll take the Kevin Durant, yeah, over 30 and a half. I would, I would just look at his PRA as well, man. I just feel like it's at 43 and a half. It's a big number for a reason. And maybe he could find some shooters or it's a Grayson Allen, the Eric Gordons, the Wantanapis yeah. of the world if he does get playing time. So, uh, yeah, those are some of the player props that I uh, was looking at. I, I just uh, think the assist is a decent pivot. If you don't want to back the yeah. public and go points, five and a half assists, Durant's going to be force fed the ball. He might get both. But I do wonder at some point if Durant's going to attract so much attention and so many bodies that the Warriors might choose to pick and choose which guys to maybe give extra space to and maybe Durant could find him and get some assists. So that's worth, that's worth a look in my opinion. All right, let's wrap it up here. Scott with our lock and dog for opening night in the NBA. Uh, You want to lead us off? Yeah. uh, So for the lock, I am going to go with the, I'm trying to think of what I want to do for golden state. Cause I like three and a half. I don't think Booker's going to play. It's game one. Like, I don't mm-hmm. think he's going to play with a toe injury. There's no point. So mm-hmm. the question is, do I want to go with the spread or the actual uh, team total over? 
I think I'll just go with the spread. Give me Golden State at home. I feel like that's a safer option. I'll go with the, well, it looks like very chalky public play based on the injury report, but I got to like Golden State here. I think this line is going to move if Booker's out. I think that this line is maybe accounting for it slightly, but mm-hmm. I feel like Booker right now is 50-50, but it's the first game of the season, so I'd probably personally assume 60-40 that he does not play. I'll yeah. take the gamble on that. Give me Golden State minus the three and a half at home. We know how good they are at home, simply put. For my dog, give me the Lakers money line. I think looking at this overall spot, I think it's a good spot. You can argue that Denver might be, I don't want to say a little bit fat and happy, or they might be overlooking the Lakers, but I do think that the Lakers have improved a lot during the offseason, and I think the Nuggets got worse. I don't think they addressed their bench at all, and I think that looking at the Lakers being fully healthy, it was a sweep. Those games were pretty competitive. Like, I think those games were close, and I do think that the Lakers sure. improved. Denver did not. You can argue yeah. that there was an extra chip on their shoulder uh, for the Lakers in the spot. Give me the Lakers money line. I think it's an overall good price. I love it. Uh, all right, for my lock, um, I'm going to go with Lakers plus the five. Yeah. Is that your final no, is, no, let's do this because I was, I was going to play like a player player performance like parlay together oh. for my dog. Just get it more spicy. All right. So for my lock, I, I like the Warriors with you there as well. But I, you know how it goes. when so we give out the same pick on locks. It doesn't no, it's work a new out season. well. Doesn't apply. Yeah. Uh, okay. But yeah, I, I really like Rui Achimura coming off of the bench um, for, this, for this Lakers team. Nine and a half just feels really conservative for me. I'll go over Rui Achimura, nine and a half points uh, for the Lakers coming off of the bench. I think that this is a world where he does play anywhere from 20 to 23 of the 25 minutes for this team. And I think that he's going to really provide that scoring punch off of the bench for the Lakers. And we talked about how deep this Lakers team is. I think this gives him an opportunity where a guy that can not only finish around the basket, but he also can knock down that three-point shot. So I'll take Rui Achimura over uh, nine and a half points. And then for my dog... Let's go with AD over 23 and a half points, and we'll uh, parlay that with the Lakers money line. Um, trying to see if I can do a SGP for that. So let's see here. Uh, Anthony Davis over 23 and a half points. And Lakers money line. That gets you plus 350. Okay. I can get behind that. Yeah. All right. So. For my dog, Anthony Davis, over 23 and a half points, parlayed with the Lakers money line, plus 350. Uh, and obviously, I'm with uh, Scott. I, if you just want to play the Lakers money line straight up at plus 180 as well, I don't hate that. But I think Lakers do come out, played motivated, motivated basketball here uh, against the defending champions after everything that we talked about that transpired in the offseason, the comments that was, some were made by this Denver Nuggets team. All right, Scott, that is going to do it for this edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast for opening night. Uh, we spent about 45 minutes here on two games, so we'll have to do a more rapid fire, at least throughout the rest of the week, um, going into the opening week of the NBA season. But anything else you want to mention, my man, before we get out of here? Not really. Fun that the NBA season is starting. Looking forward to it. Hopefully, we see star players actually play in these TV games moving forward. So we'll see what happens, but either way, it should be a fun slate of games mixed together with game seven of the NLCS. Pretty fun day for sports. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. 
So the plan for the NBA pod is, as usual, Monday to Friday. We'll be live 11 a.m. Eastern time to handicap every single game on the schedule in some form or fashion between uh, the hosts for the NBA Gambling Podcast. So great reminder, if you haven't already, subscribe to the uh, YouTube channel here for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Do so. You'll get that alert when we go live Monday through Friday. Also, uh, we all have that contest uh, running with Underdog Fantasy. Again, if you haven't already signed up, with underdog fantasy uh, using promo code SGPN. They're giving a, a first time customers, a deposit bonus of up to $500. And also we're giving away the NBA gambling podcast hoodie to one random winner. If you are a new customer, and use that promo code uh, SGPN over on Underdog fantasy. All right. Enjoy opening night, bet responsibly. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Ba-da-ba-da-ba-basket. 